Hey everyone, welcome to episode 39 of the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarpanito and I'm joined here by the immaculate Jack Cepeda. Hi everybody. And the miraculous Colin Sparling. Hello, hello everybody. It's been a week guys. I hope you are having a lovely one. Just a lovely, sweet week. We're back from uh, from last week when we did our retro episode. If you haven't checked that one out yet, you should totally do that. It was interesting. I don't know if you guys listened to it um, like over the week, but it was weird for me. It was, it was like... It, yeah. yeah, it was the uh, audio equivalent of looking at baby pictures kind of in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Man, us from nine months ago, one full <laughs> maternity <laughs> cycle later. Yeah. 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 Three Days trimesters of, later. <laughs> Days of yore, yeah. <laughs> no, it was fun, though. It was, it was a good time. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we had that going. Yeah. yeah, meanwhile, I was ruining my kidneys, kidneys in the Carolinas, so... That's fun. It's always fun because you have two of them. Might as well live with one of them, right? Yeah, that, that's that's true. I really I found out that I really really like Irish car bombs. Ah, why though? They're not they're not bad. I've had worse. I love Irish car bombs. They they were delicious. You got to drink them so fast though. That's the key. Right? Yeah, I know, that's, and and I'm ooh. and I can chug. Yeah, but yeah. like chugging Guinness, like I've done it once for Birio Cart. I mean, like it it's good beer. Why would you chug it? Let me answer your questions. Let me answer your questions to Colin for Colin. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Colin, you were at you were at Myrtle Beach, right? Well, yes. Well, I started in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, wow. and then spent a couple nights there, and then drove down to Myrtle Beach. So the answer is why, Robert? The answer is because he's at the White Trash Riviera of beaches. <laughs> it's why Myrtle Manor. <laughs> but, but then, wouldn't wouldn't it be Bud Light, the white trashiest American beer? Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. Myrtle Beach, I haven't been there in a long time since I was a little, little Jack. And uh, I don't have great memories of it. I'm sure people go there and make bad life decisions. I'll bet you you saw a four-wheeler on the road once or twice. You know, it was just, it was too fucking cold. That's like the problem. ATV? Oh. I just, it was too cold for for the craziness to come out. Yikes. Really? Yeah. That was that was the sad part. And, and there was uh <laughs> I won't name the bar, but there was this really, really divey, like ske- sketchy bar. So we were uh down the road on Ocean Ave from our hotel and we went to this place called uh uh Tiki Restaurant and Bar. And of course it had like a strong luau thing going on. It was pretty crowded, like they had pretty decent food. Um a lot of uh what did I have? I had schnitzel for the first time. Yes. It was Wait, very good. First time? Yeah. Yo, congrats. Yeah. But also get with the times. I know. Listen, dude, it, it, I can't. I can't even begin to tell you how bad my palate is. But anyway, but wait, hold on. Are you telling me you had schnitzel at a luau themed bar? Yes. Isn't that isn't that crazy? <laughs> Myrtle Beach, baby. Yes. <laughs> Things get wild down there. People don't know what they're eating wow. anymore. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, dude. It's both. Anyway, um, we were gonna go to this really artsy fartsy bar that was like a couple blocks down afterwards and have some more drinks because they had like uh night uh, liquid nitrogen cocktails there Ooh. that looked okay. really cool so we go all the way there and it was closed so we walked back towards where we had dinner and we went across the street to this to this bar that was really really unassuming looking but we're like hey well, you know we can we can work with a dive right now why not so we walk into this bar and was greeted by the smell of what smelled like literal human waste. Oh, delicious. Not what I expected. Good. That's great. 
there was not a single body in that bar <laughs> aside from the guy that owned the place and his what I'm pretty sure was a mail order bride. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So we sit at the bar and we're like, I'm like, oh my God, I can't bear this smell. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> and and <laughs> my mom's friend who was with us, basically my aunt, she's she's like, it's it's not that bad. I, I kind of like the place. And I'm like, are, are, are you serious? <laughs> I'm looking at me and my mom are looking at here with like squinted eyes. We're like, the fuck? Mm, mm. What? And so... This dude like walks up to you know walks up and asks for what what our drink order is and I'm pretty this dude looks like he's gonna train me to beat Apollo Creed all right like this dude <laughs> was wearing like an Everlast like jacket and with like the fly collar open like really Italian looking dude wow and, and, and uh, I thought he was gonna like have his hand up in the air and like pinching in the air like he like and while asking me what to order but <laughs> Jesus. wow but no he was a super nice guy though um and he was like well what do you want to drink and blah 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 and so we ordered drinks and they weren't terrible um but i'm like please help me we need to leave (laughs) so like somebody else walks in they sit at the bar and they light up a cigarette and start smoking in the bar and i'm I'm kind of a i'm kind of a wuss when it comes to that because i think i'm allergic to cigarette smoke so i'm like listen i want to leave because i'm gonna start feeling like shit (laughs) okay so you're telling me the smell of shit wasn't enough for you to be like (laughs) i don't need to be here well i know it was but just to just to throw insult on onto injury sort of thing. <laughs> like I'm like, dude, yeah, like can we please leave? Like look, and uh, look I my mom's friend's like, no, I want to stay here. The drinks their drinks are cheap and and like the, these people are nice. I'm like, dude, we need shit. to leave. Look, I'm pretty sure the the ice in that freezer has been there for months and they're probably scraping like, you know, the alcohol off the walls of the freezer. This sounds so, horrific. <laughs> I'm just just saying, if I walk into any establishment, any room that smells like human feces and it isn't a bathroom, I think twice about my decision of whether I'm going to stay. Yeah, or let alone consume something. I'm pretty sure the only only reason I was even tolerating it was because I was already buzzing. But (laughs) they must have been really cheap trains. I mean, they were pretty cheap. Um, but yeah, dude, like the smell of that bar, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to get sick if I drink at this bar. So I played it safe and I got a bottled Stella Artois. Yeah, that's (laughs) probably a good idea. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's kind of what I stuck with. And then we, yeah. And then we uh, eventually left and got an Uber and got the fuck out of there. Did the Uber also smell like story? That's the whole payoff. Did the Uber smell like poop too? (laughs) No, surprisingly. No, we, uh, we were picking up, picked up by a dude in a, in a really nice Cadillac. (laughs) <laughs> nice but here's the kicker afterwards we ended up going to the bar in a hotel and was like a bar slash uh bowling alley mm-hmm. and it was even worse what what was worse what not that not the smell but the service and the drinks themselves were way worse and they were like double or triple the price well it's a hotel bar yeah yeah and the bartenders had no fucking clue what the hell they were doing like they had like okay so, tell me if this sounds wrong. They had cinnamon toast crunch jello shots. What? Um That's fucking really weird. I don't know. Two great yeah. tastes that taste weird together. Look, I think I'm, it's one of those things where we ordered it and we didn't really think about it, and then we got it and we're like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever put in my mouth. Because I've heard of cinnamon toast crunch shots. Or like right, cocktails. Which we, which we did quite a few of. Yeah, and those are good. You know? And look, I love my crunchy jello as much much as the next guy. But I'm 
I don't think I'd like cinnamon crunchy jello in my mouth, no matter how much alcohol is in it. <laughs> oh. Cinnamon crunchy jello. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I do not like I just uh think about okay, right. that's one of the worst like food combinations I can think of. So the other one that like really grosses me out if you think of like peanut butter and like salsa. Okay, I think we're gonna yes. have to put a vomit Why? warning on this podcast. <laughs> this do, you, do you have do you have one, Robert? That would just be so gross. I mean, I can't drink vinegar straight or smell it. Mm-mm. It's kind of gross. I'm not a huge fan of vinegar. I mean, v- small like white wine vinegar and in, in, you know, like with some lumpia or something ain't bad. Yeah, yeah. Like I love cooking with it, but if, even when I open the bottle, I'm just kind of like, <laughs> like it's gross yeah. to me. Yeah, and well, and and the and on top of that though, like we we you get like a free game of bowling or whatever with your hotel room, and so we went to play <laughs> what bowling. Kind of fucking hotel, <laughs> dude! I told you it was a bar this slash is, bowling alley. This is the most Myrtle Beach story I've ever heard. <laughs> you are selling it, man. You are no, selling it gets, this. It gets better. Holy so, shit! So, like two or three frames into bowling on the, in this bowling alley. We could have sworn that every single lane in this place was warped to the left. (laughs) Good. That's great. It's perfect. I'm pretty sure they also waxed the floor in front of the actual alley because literally every time one of us went to go throw the damn ball down the alley, we slipped and fell on our asses. Holy shit. They don't even know how to do that shit right. That's why there's a line there, right? Yeah, well, and 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 the <laughs> and the best part was we were like the last ones in the bowling alley. They closed at eleven. We started bowling at ten forty, and so all of the employees were staring at us, waiting for us to leave. <laughs> oh, you fuckers! You're those fuckers. You deserve everything that happened to you. <laughs> well, there were still listen. There were still people drinking at the bar though when we left, and they were uh, way past close. Uh, so Yikes. let me ask you this: Were you wearing regular shoes? Or do you rent shoes there? You rent shoes there, even with the rental shoes, you're slipping around. Oh hell yeah! They in fact, it probably made it worse. There was no tread on those things. Damn. But yeah, so that pretty pretty much sums up that experience. But it was fun. All things, all things. (laughs) This doesn't sound fun. No, No, I mean, I I was there for a week, so that wasn't that definitely what those were just the highlight low points. Did you get any beach time at least? Any at all? Or was it? I mean, yeah, we we walked across the beach and stuff, but like I said, it's damn cold. Damn. Didn't want to take that like, shirt off. Not in the cold. Dude, it was 45 degrees with that water, that wind coming off the ocean. Ooh. Oh, are you talking you about see- the angle of the bowling alley or the, <laughs> yeah. the weather? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> they should do a thing. Listen, guys. Oh, I got a beautiful genius uh, business case here. They should combine mini golf and bowling. Mini bowling. Where you have like, where you have like thing, you know, we have to bowl, but it's like around stunts and shit. And like you gotta do like loops and like you gotta like get under the fan, you know, under the oh my god, the windmill. That'd be so, that would be so hard. That would that'd be, be fun. crazy. See, yeah, but they're like giant I the courses. I always think you just take a handful of golf balls and just like roll them down a lane and see if it could knock down any pins, like scatter yeah. shot. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like that so idea too. I think the reason why they don't do that though is because I don't think you want some drunk dude throwing a fourteen pound ball around <laughs> on your very complicated artsy <laughs> miniature. <laughs> bowling course <laughs> they'd have to be made of like the uh, hardest steel shit. oh yeah like you just like oh shit i've like completely wiped out the windmill it's fucking across the room now <laughs> could you imagine also, no you just you just have to shoot cannonballs yeah i mean there's already people that take out the ceilings and bowling alleys because they throw the damn ball too hard like could you imagine the liabilities like, <laughs> like the liability lawsuits you could find in a bowling alley that has loop-de-loops 
in like the lane. Oh yeah, we, <laughs> we only, off, yeah, you have to sign a waiver and shit. Yeah, like we, we legally really can't allow you to play unless you we've, sign. We've only we've only had four broken ankles and five broken legs in the you know the past four days. Jeez, <laughs> I don't know. I Myrtle Beach, go. ladies and gentlemen. Myrtle Beach. <laughs> It's everything right. you thought and worse. All right. But to, to, to switch the topic over to video games, I want to ask you guys a question. Oh, boy. What is your biggest gaming pet peeve? Oh, there's so many. Yeah, I what, have a what's lot. What's your biggest one? What's your biggest um, one where, like, every time you see it happen, you shudder? When, oh, when someone right. is a super annoying backseat driver, you know, like... Even when I'm not the one playing, like if I'm watching two of my so friends, so a gamer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like one person's That's funny playing, that that, that, and the other yeah. one's like, no, no, dude, you you missed that power. Oh no, but you're also going left here is mm. a little bit faster. Oh, you know, you should have done a different combo there. It would have been a Ooh. little bit better. That this never is the entire me, reason so. I brought up Ooh. this topic because that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> really, backseat gamers are funny. <laughs> well, okay, God. let me let me. All right, since you guys have the same thing, let me tell mine real quick, and then we'll talk go about ahead, yours. Go ahead, go ahead. So my biggest pet peeve in gaming is basically anytime I ever have to go into GameStop, and you guys know I hate that GameSpot, GameStop, the, the store, the GameStop. Yeah, the store. store. Yeah, going into the store because when you go and pick up a game, they're like, oh, did you pre-order it? Did you pre-order it? Oh, we should pre-order it. Do you want to pre-order the sequel in four years? Do you want to, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, are you pre-order? Are you going to get Game Informer? Are you an elite pro member? Are yeah, you a are pro you this, member? Are you do, you wanna, do, do you want to subscribe to Game Informer? <laughs> so it's just such a terrible experience going in there. So anytime someone asks me to pre-order or anytime they have like GameStop, like retail exclusive pre-order items. You know, in a game like that, those are like the biggest pet peeves for me. Like, let me pay the money for the game. Let me get everything you made for the game. The end. It can't you know, be that simple, though. You know, you did remind me of another one of my pet peeves. I was just about the gaming industry in general. Why the fuck does GameSpot and GameStop have to be so close in name? I know who was first. Like, come on. I don't know who was first, but like, there has to be, out. like there has to be some legal something to just say like one of them's wrong. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like if there was Disney and Sydney, and they were both real big, <laughs> real big companies, and they both I'm, had mice. I'm sure. Wait, I'm sure Sydney. Sydney is probably a company somewhere. I mean, it's I a imagine. it's a city. And well, yeah, I know it's a, a city, but I'm sure like someone's like, oh, I'm gonna name a company Sydney. But I, I, yeah, like like Robert was saying, backseat gamers are definitely up there for me. I'll give an honorable mention to uh, Chio Cheese covered controllers. Um, Oh yeah, but yeah, that one's a big one. Um, but backseat gamers, dude, it's like, oh my god, I, I'll I'll be sitting there playing like whatever game, and it's like, oh hey, did you miss that thing over there? You missed that thing over there. Um, did you see that thing? I'm like, uh. yes, I saw it. Like I'll be like in the midst of like uh like a dialogue thing or whatever mid game, and someone will be like, hey, there's that thing behind you. I'm like, I I know, I know. Ah, it, you know if yeah. you if you know you upgrade this thing, hey, this is how you beat that thing. I'm like, oh. Uh spoilers much like i have the i have the perfect remedy for this problem guys just be like me and just have no friends uh, <laughs> that's if you don't have friends that's you don't have backseat good. gamers there's no one to sit next to you when you want to play a video game it's beautiful <laughs> that's my remedy yeah so here's what you do if you have a backseat gamer friend just get rid of the rest of your friends and that friend and you're good you're golden yeah, just b- become a hermit yeah live live under a, a tree with your switch i don't know i'm just gonna i'm just just start playing all handheld games so no one can ever see the screen <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sp- 
speaking of Switch, I was looking for, I, I was under the impression that ARMS for Switch was getting a demo. Is that happening? Yeah, March 31, Test Punch. Oh, Secondary okay. Global Test Punch. Okay. So yeah, they had that, they it, had that yeah. before it launched, too. Yeah, I mean, I think they're doing it again just because, you know, like way more people have Switches now. So oh, it's, a, a, it's not a demo then proper. It's like a beta. Yeah, it's like a beta. And I remember oh, my I experience see. with the beta last time was like, well... I could only get in long enough to play half of one game, yeah. so we'll see how that right, goes. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I think I got two games in the first time I played it, and it was no- nothing after that. Yep. yep. Also, I, th- I thought of something for you guys. I saw a YouTube video. Um, shout out to Joker, Joker Productions, for this uh, hot tip, guys. So I guess Sea of Thieves is a thing, Yeah. right? Speaking of games. Came out and Tuesday. I guess since it's cross-play... I guess you can play it for free with like the the Xbox uh, subscription service because you oh, can Xbox get Xbox access. Yeah, yeah, because you can get a fourteen day free trial. Yeah, and then just play it on PC for free for two weeks. Brand new game. Are you gonna do huh. that? Maybe I don't. I don't see why I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I've been I just cons- hate. I hate going through the Windows Store. I hate it so much, but it might be worth it. Just yeah. play Sea of Thieves for fourteen days. I'll probably get sick of it in fourteen days. To be honest with you, very rarely do, mean, do I play a game longer than fourteen days. Do you mean seasick of it? Ah! Yeah, that's the sound you make when you, you puke after it all. <laughs> I don't know. When I like when I looked seeing that game, I was kind of interested in it, but uh, after seeing a lot more of it, it was kind of like it's. It sounds like it's more of a game where it's. The better your friends are, the better the game's gonna be. If that makes sense. So I guess you'll I guess you'll wait and see of thieves. Stop. Yes. (laughs) Fuck. All right, let's let's stop (laughs) killing Uh, Jack. All right, let's stop Jack is dead in the water. Thieving these puns out of the ether. Uh let's talk about games we've been playing. Jack, you want to hit us off? Wanna... Yeah, I was playing a game, guys. No, you don't say. It's free. Whoa. It's called Iron Sight, and it's uh, developed by uh, Area Games, Aria Games, uh, and it's free. Go play it now. The beta is live, and man, it's fun. Yeah? It's fun. So yeah, what? it's a... Uh, it's basically if like Call of Duty was good and free, like old school Call of Duty kind of, not the new like Black Ops Three shit. Like how old school? Like Modern Warfare, old school, or right, like like Call of Duty Four and up. Like okay. you know, definitely some Black Ops in there. Definitely some uh, like Black Ops One and Two, and definitely some Modern Warfare. You know, and Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, it's good old time. It's fun. Uh, you all the uh, they really did the. Um, kind of free-to-play model well where like all the upgrades and everything are based on your skill you can't buy any you can only buy like cosmetic shit you cannot buy abilities and like buy your way into being better so they really did you know that justice and there's a lot of people playing in the beta right now too so it really is a really snappy uh kind of turnover experience from match to match you could hop in and out of matches like super fast and because the game the game is free, you know, it has to run on a lot of computers and it's not like, you know, the prettiest game. Yeah, it looks like kind of like those Call of Duty games did when they came out on console. But it's so fun. It's so responsive. Looks great on the 21 by 9 widescreen, uh, ultra wide really scales really well. It's a good uh, game for if you have an ultra wide monitor, I can attest. And man, it's fun. And like, dude, what's better than free? You know, it's it's. They're really going for kind of like Call of Duty meets Counter-Strike in a lot of ways. I just think they're doing a lot of things good, and I think it's just the perfect just, hey, I just want to go in and deathmatch real quick and just have a blast. 
and, and the maps are interesting. Um, that's kind of all I have to say. I didn't play too much of it. You know, only played a couple hours here and there, but I, I will definitely go back into it. And, and like I said, they, they did the uh, progression model right. So I like, can't say enough about it, really. I'm curious. How did you hear about this game? Because I haven't heard a thing about it until you said, like, hey, you heard of this? There's so many fucking games that come out, right? Like, every week. Like, how the hell do we do we hear about anything? I mean, I get my news just from, like, you know, gaming websites or whatever. Or uh, sometimes on Twitter, somebody will say something. So, this ultra-wide channel on YouTube that doesn't have a lot of subscribers, but it's called, like, w- WAF. Like, stands for wide as fuck, basically. <laughs> Um, oh my god and it's all about ultra wide gameplay right like like what games work well what games don't work well etc so the shout out to that guy he sounds like a uh, post pubescent uh stevie griffin and when you listen to the channel like he literally sounds like stewie griffin when he grows up which (laughs) is really which is really fucking funny but he's it's not like a voice he's putting on either it's like totally just how he sounds but anyways uh no it's a good channel so i should probably shout that out that's how i heard about this game i was like huh i'll go check it out and then Sure shit. It's just like a really good like if Call of Duty was free to play, you know, and didn't have a shady uh, progression system. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it sounds it sounds really cool. And you know what's better, even better than free? Getting paid to play games. I guess, mean, yeah, yeah. I was gonna you say guys, that. Yeah, you guys, you guys hear about that freaking ninja dude that made like over a million bucks in one night streaming Fortnite? Yeah, no, what? It's what? Stupid. The he's like one of the best, like the most watched streamers of Fortnite on Twitch. Okay. Uh, and he makes like 500k a night on average, I think what? is what he said. There's no fucking way. Yeah, so there was a night where it was like, he, I, I don't know if my numbers are right, but he gained like 500,000 new subscribers because he had Drake streaming oh, Fortnite with holy him. Holy shit. Yeah, right. so he, is that is that the right numbers, Robert? It's 500,000 a month. So little Monthly less crazy. subscribers? Okay, wow. But yeah, like that's what really blew him up, though, is he got Drake, as in the rapper, to stream with him. Yeah, holy shit. As in Yeezy, or Drizzy, what? whatever his name is. No, Yeezy's somebody else. Yeah. Yeezy's Kanye West, bro. <laughs> well, Drizzy, on. Drizzy is Drake. Yo, Kanye, Kanye would be pretty Kanye mad if oh, you heard man. you confusing his... Confusing his what name with Drake. Hey, I'm showing my age here. So, anyways. Man, that definitely... Hey, Kanye West is just doing his Kanye best, man. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Sorry, what? No. Let's, let's, so, so, okay. Yeah. So, so hold on. He streamed the game. He had, he had, uh, not Kanye. See, now you got me on this. He had Drake on there. Was that like, is that just like a big deal just because Drake never streams? Like, what's the big, what's the news here? Well, um, he was already a de- decently big name on Twitch, but the fact that he, that's like a, like a uh, milestone in his sort of like fame status, I guess you could say. Yeah, like the thing is, he was he was already like he already kind of had a following, you know. Like, not some random Joe is gonna get someone like Drake to even consider appearing on their Twitch stream. You know what I mean? Like, he right, already had right. some pull. It's just that getting Drake actually on kind of probably helped him a little bit. And so he's making like buku bucks now. Like he's making just raking in the cash and raking in the numbers because he's the one guy that got Drake to show up for like one night. Yeah. Was Drake any good at at Fortnite? I have not been paying attention to the story. Oh, I have no idea. Like yeah, I, didn't I didn't actually watch, watch gameplay. I just know the dude made just stacks upon stacks upon stacks. Dude. See, because I know, I mean, I know a lot of like you know quasi quote unquote celebrities are like on there. Like Fred Durst just shut down his Twitch channel for whatever reason. Snoop Dogg is on there sometimes. Yo, okay, actually, you know? can can we like speaking of quasi celebrities? Like last night at work, I helped sell a PlayStation Four 
to fucking JT Barrett. Oh, sweet. Be- and he was like, like he-, he asked me like, so which one's better? What's the difference between the pro and the normal PS4? And I was like, well, the pro is like stronger, yada, yada. And he was like, I just want to play Fortnite. So like, which one should I get? And I was like, just Dude. get the normal one. Save yourself a hundred bucks, man. <laughs> I cannot believe how mu- how big Fortnite fucking is now. Roseanne so Barr funny. is fucking playing Fortnite. Ice T is playing Fortnite. JT Barry is going to Target just to buy a PlayStation Pro for Fortnite. That's crazy, dude. You like, didn't get his autograph? No. I mean, what? like, come on. I'm not going to be that guy. Like, I, I'm sure he gets it all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. All I mean, right. he's basically royalty here in Columbus. Yeah, but yeah, but he's probably not going to the pros, right? Eh, Who he I, be? No I think I think like the combine's going on like nowish. I don't know. I'm is was I'm he was he a senior? I don't I don't even. Remember. Yeah, yeah, he's done. He's done. Anyways, uh, okay. I'm sure this is real exciting to everyone else listening. But yeah, football. But, yeah, Fortnite is that huge, man. Is is it making that like we don't really get stories about it, the numbers it's doing or anything like like we did PUBG? You know what I mean? Because PUBG well, blew up, well, but it seems like Fortnite's overtaking it in popularity. Well, it's free. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. It's the free version of that, so it's going to do better. Is it making more money? I don't know. I think part of it might also be that Fortnite runs pretty smoothly from what I'm seeing. You know, like PUBG. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, we still joke about how, like, even now, sometimes it can be hard for, like, mid-tier systems to get up to 60 FPS, but Fortnite seems like the kind of game where, like, a toaster could run it. It's certainly giving, uh, you know, PUBG a run for its money. It's definitely stealing some of the steam, some of the spotlight now, because like you said, people are running to Target just to play that game. Yeah. Right. So, wow. And, and like, the best-selling console of just this generation has it, but it doesn't have PUBG. Like, PS4 has Fortnite, no PUBG. That's, that's true, you yeah. You know what I mean? So, that's, that's a huge demographic to be skipping out on on PUBG's part. So, which one did you, uh, I'm just curious, Robert, which one did you tell him to get for Fortnite? Oh, I told him, just get the normal PS4, like... If if you're not looking to play a lot of games and you just want Fortnite, just get a normal PS4. How does he not have a PlayStation? I don't know. He's like one of the last people in the world. Okay. Wow. He probably he probably has an Xbox. Well, oh, he came in with yeah. one of his roommates who's also on the football team and he said like we want to get another one so we can both play it, which oh, so I think okay. that, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Funny. That's a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> now it kind of makes me want to start playing Fortnite even though I never played it. But For, Fortnite's Fortnite's enjoyable. I mean, you, you like PUBG, you'll like Fortnite. It's free. I know. You really I never played I, it on I PC. got as far as like getting to the page on Epic's website to like download it, and then I realized wow. like, oh, I have to download your launcher. I'm good. Yeah. I'm fine. I kinda Honestly, you, I, it, it I kind of asked bad. you, dude. I kind of asked you to download Fortnite probably like six months ago. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, so. it's okay, but you know what? Like when I play it, to be honest with you, when I play Fortnite, I just wish I was playing PUBG instead. Really? Honestly, same. Like the only reason I play Fortnite is because a lot, like a lot more of my other friends play mm-hmm. uh, Fortnite. Yeah, um, and the social aspect and, is really strong. It's a strong, right? Role. And that, and that's exactly it. But I hate Fortnite because of the stupid building thing. I don't like the building part of it at all. Yeah, like that's why people say they like it better. And if that's not for See, you, then I, you're not like the game. And I don't like right. it better. That's not care. my. That's not my preference. I li- I don't mind playing Fortnite. Like it's fun to play with my friends, but I prefer the slow and meticulous PUBG. I prefer the graphics too to pu- in PUBG much better. I just prefer the atmosphere more. Like pub like uh, PUBG comes across much more as like a multiplayer horror game in a way, whereas <laughs> whereas Fortnite is way more cartoony, way more accessible, way more for the children. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the demographic it's hitting. From what I'm understanding, is a lot of kids are playing Fortnite. A lot of kids, a lot of ex-quarterbacks. 
Yeah. A lot of yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's true. It's true. The number one game for ex quarterbacks. <laughs> Did you play football in high school? We have a game for you. <laughs> Boy, do we have a game for you. Still still waiting on NCAA football to come back, but rip. never, never speak it's that again. Rip. That's yeah, the well. whole reason that game is the whole reason I kept my Xbox three sixty just to play that game. Yikes. Yeah, like that was the actual one out. of the few football games I actually played. Uh, well, do you want to tell us what other games you've been playing, Colin, then? Oh, um, so I've been playing a little game called Tales of the Abyss. Ooh, that game is yeah. so good. I It's been a while, and one day I just I was sitting at my desk, and I just had a hankering to play a Tales of game. And so I started playing Tales of Zillia 2, and, th- and it's all, it's, that's all well and good, but you know, as I, as you know, I went on this trip that I just talked extensively about. So I'm like, well, shit, I, I know I have a portable Tales of game. So it was a flipping a coin between Tales of Hearts R and Tales of the Abyss. And so I was like, flip a coin, Tales of the Abyss it is. And I, if any of you guys have played a Tales of game, you're going to be right at home. Like it, it's the, none of the Tales of games are um, like a continuation. They're not like a direct sequel. They're all their own individual thing, their own story. Kind of like Final um, Fantasy. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of confusing because when I first heard of the Tales of games, I was like, "Wait, are these all in the same series?" I'm like, "Hit, you know, you know what I mean." Tales of the Abyss, Tales of Zestiria. It's like, I I don't know if that's all the same series or not. But um, anyway, so you follow like the the main character, and that's the cool thing about Tales of games is it's it's all about the narrative in Tales of games, and it's very it, all of them tend to be at least from what I've seen pretty well paced. I don't know if you can attest to that, Robert. I played a um, few, and yeah, for the most part, they are. Sometimes it kind of gets draggy in the middle, but I feel like that applies to all JRPGs. Is this the first in the line of Tales games? Oh, no, mm, definitely not. Okay. So, um, Tales of the Abyss was originally a PS2 game, and they ported it over to 3DS. Okay. Um, and so, it, it's still a little archaic in the in the way that it presents like uh, the story and stuff, compared to like later Tales of games. The... the, the uh, uh, not the motion capture. The animation's a little stiff. Yeah. And uh, so, and they do this thing where they, you know, your party has like banter between each other uh, while just going across the field or whatever. And they show like a picture of each character. Like, what do you call that? Like a skits. vignette of each. Yeah, the skits. Uh, well, yeah. And in other games, they're fully voice acted. And this one, they're not. You have to read the text, which is mm-hmm. kind of annoying. Um. But yeah, like the, the the main reason why I come to Tales of Games though is the battle system. Battle system is a lot of fun. It feels like almost like uh, playing a a fighting game in some huh. ways. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Really, went, yeah. Um, so like you like run at the enemy, you you mash like A or whatever, and then you throw in like a B here and there to do like your arts, which is like your super fancy, really flashy combo moves. Um, and that that just gets improved upon like with every game. They add like new things and stuff like that. Um, the story in this one's pretty decent. It's not my favorite out of all the Tales of games. Like the you play like this snobby rich character who was born into like royalty, and he's been basically sheltered his entire life, so has no idea what goes on in the outside world. So there's like this funny moment where he just like steals an apple and he starts eating it, and everyone's like, "Dude, what the fuck? You're like you had to pay for that." Pay. <laughs> hey. And so basically, he almost had the entire village come come down and riot on him, <laughs> and he get, ends up getting arrested. And one of your parties like. Well, if he gets arrested, it might be good for him. So he just, he just so, lets you get arrested. So what you're saying is the main character of this game is bitch made, basically. Okay, ba- basically, yeah. So your playable character, but it's that's kind of like the story of the game. Like he figures out what the real world's like, and he like he gets he becomes humbled because of it. 
and yeah, and, I mean, it, it's it's a pretty 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 decent character story so far, and there's a lot of twists and turns. That's what I like about these stories. To build off but. of that real quick, just to say, like, one of my favorite things in life, in all of life, gentlemen, on this fine planet of ours, is when a guy from the streets, like, pulls himself up by his own bootstraps and, like, makes something of himself and becomes, like, let's say, like, a world championship boxer, for instance, right? And then becomes rich and successful, then has kids. Then those kids grow up soft as shit, right? But they're like, I'm going to be a boxer like my dad, too, and then get knocked the fuck out. Oh, that last <laughs> moment's what- your favorite part. Yes, that's the part okay. I love where okay. they just get fucking demolished by a guy in the ring who has nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because boxing, like the more the better off you are in boxing, like the kind of the worst boxer you are. You have to be like a damaged soul, I think, in some capacity. Be good <laughs> you at boxing. have to be a damaged Pretty soul. Pretty much, to be good you got to be like hungry as fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, so, that's that's fair. That's fair. You know, so I just love watching those bitch made ass motherfuckers get knocked out. I'm sorry. Okay, back to JRPGs. So, well, so that's what you can do. You can buy the game, keep getting game overs, and be like, yes, I can experience this whenever I want. I'm already planning my weekend around this. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's like, I I don't know. It's I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles about it now, but like, it's just like it's a solid, like a really fun battle system, uh, you know, a solid story. I always actually have been saying that I would love to see a Naruto game with this battle system because I feel like it would fit super well. Yeah. Like, that, you know, how's that 3DS graphics, the, the resolution and all that? The screen. resolution. OK, actually, that's that's a point that I want to speak on that I forgot. But yeah, it actually is really jaggy. I don't know what mm. it is about this game, but it feels like it runs at a little bit of a lower res than mm. some other like uh 3ds games which is crazy because the screen's already 240p man like how much yeah, more do you want to go Fuck. Well, it's not like ps2 is that old tech yeah well it's yeah i think it's because it's a ps2 port and some of some of it is like it's a little too much for the 3ds to handle so they had to kind of like di- dial it back a little bit because actually what i do know is i i picked up uh dragon quest 8 as well and i and i turned it on just to check it out for a little bit there's no 3d in it Good. at all good in order to like yeah. improve performance of the game and it actually looks marginally better than tales of the abyss because of it i you know i that that's good to hear man one thing we should touch upon though is that we were gone last week right and nintendo had that nintendo direct and guys i am the first one to say that i was wrong about that they're releasing games into 2019 like yeah. they announced games to be coming out next year. Oh, for the three. Yep. For yeah, the, like, just what the one. Fuck? That's that's surprising though. It's just me. one. I, the inside Bowser story or whatever. Well, wait. What yeah. wasn't it? The uh, what about that? Uh, what the hell was the name? Danger Dylan or whatever. The the armadillo. I think that's 2018. Per- also, who per- gives okay. a shit about that game? Right, but it's just I mean, like they're still neat. supporting it. You know, Nintendo still they're not abandoning it like I thought they would. I thought they'd been running for the Z Hills when the Switch came out. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, you know, going back, even back and forth between my Vita and my 3DS, I'm really starting to feel the resolution on the 3DS a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, going, like, and then, of course, then going from that to, like, my Switch, it's like, Jesus, man, like, this is, it's a world of difference. But, you know, it doesn't kill me. I like, I still like playing games on my 3DS and playing JRPGs, like, where it's not too action heavy isn't too bad. But, yeah, the Tales of series, if you're not, if you haven't gotten into it yet, for sure, check it out. Solid story, solid gameplay. Yeah, so, I mean, you've been talking a lot about playing games mobily. Have you checked in on any of that Battlegrounds mobile? The the Players Unknowns Battlegrounds? Yeah. Brandon, no, Brandon yeah. Green himself, he's mobile yeah. now. 
I want to see. I want to. <laughs> I want to see him change it to like uh, Brennan Green. So BG's like what? Do, I don't even know B- what that be. BG's BG is BG BG <laughs> BG's BG. <laughs> BG's BG. Um, no, and just everyone's like, what? The, who the fuck's Brennan Green? <laughs> He's yeah. player what? unknown. Did I, did I did I tell you guys about like the cosplayer that dressed up as a uh, a character from PUBG? Yeah, and like I, ran into Brennan Green himself at a con, uh, and he had no clue. Him. Yeah, no clue who the hell he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. He told us. I don't know if he's on the show, but yeah, I, oh, do yeah, remember I don't that remember story. if it was. But yeah. Anyway, I played PUBG on mobile. Runs surprisingly well. I, I was playing it on a, a Galaxy S7 Edge, and I played it on medium settings. It, the frame rate was sometimes pretty kind of inconsistent, but it ran a lot better than I thought it would. I was actually surprised that I was dropping into the island on a phone like, pcs have problems running that game still you that's know what, what i'm mean? saying i'm like how in the hell did they get this thing to run on a mobile phone which i i know they they had t- 10 cent publishing it and then they had some other company i think that ported it over at lightspeed or something yikes um Must have used some magic yeah um but the first match i dropped into solo chicken dinner nice chicken Your first you know, one and only motherfucking you know dinner. what that's like now yes um, you tasted the chicken. The, it, it was bittersweet because I started seeing. So I was going through social media and I started noticing like I feel like like a lot of people were posting themselves getting chicken dinners. And I was like, this is like, I don't know if it's just coincidence or not. <laughs> oh, shit. And, what, yeah. if, what if every game is like you're up against actually a bunch of AI? But yeah, bots. So that's thing. the thing. <laughs> that's what happened. What? It's the truth. That's yeah. real. So there's there's a bunch of stories rolling out. Look, look, if you Google it right now, Kotaku, Forbes, PUBG Mobile players are pretty sure the game is full of bots. It seems what? like there might be bots in PUBG Mobile. Whoa. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, so shit. I'm sorry. Because like, the, inter- the internet it, it just like, you know, doesn't work reliably enough to have all those people in. Yeah, I, I mean, guess I so. It. And what? Cult of Mac, you're winning PUBG Mobile because you're playing against bots. Like <laughs> <laughs> And so like it's totally wow. burst in my bubble. And like I yeah. like as soon as I saw I was like, I knew it was too good to be true because Dude, if I was just- Sorry, it felt it felt too easy. It felt gonna, too yeah. easy, dude. That's so fucked up that they just basically slammed your dick in the fridge door, man. Like <laughs> shit. <laughs> Do you find yourself in that situation more often than you'd care to admit, Jack? I mean, hey, man, getting old is weird. That's all I can say. <laughs> Instructions not clear. Got ducks, dick stuck in ceiling fan. <laughs> Damn it! So that's so fucked. yeah. So and you felt like you just said it yourself. You f- it felt weird. Yeah, it was like yeah, and then and then I saw that and I was just like, fuck. It was. Are you speaking R two D two language right now? Yeah, yeah, I am. I'm like I was so upset that I just went full blown R two D two. Damn. And I was just broken. It it deflated me. Hey man. You tasted that chicken. No, no one can take that away from you. Yeah, well, except for Brendan Green. Ah, <laughs> right. He can revoke your chicken dinner license. Damn it, man! That's so weird though, because I'm pretty sure the Fortnite one, as far as I know, is actual for real human players, like for mobile Fortnite mobile. Right. Well, I wouldn't know because it's only out on iOS. The hell, Epic. No, rip. <sighs> You know, I've actually been playing a mobile game, too, and I, I can't believe that this is a mobile game I'm actually for real playing. And, like, I don't know. Have you guys played The Sims before? Oh, I heard about The Sims Mobile. Yeah. I know The Sims. Yeah, it came out, like, five days ago. And it's good, question mark? 
Hmm. I don't like know. you're not sure? Yeah, I mean, like, when I think about it logically and, like, approach it as, like, a review of it, it's not great. It's kind of boring and simple, and it's not complex. But then I think, I mean, isn't that The Sims, though? Right? Like, that's kind of what The Sims are. I could do. I could about what, this what possessed you now at this time? To download it? Yeah. I mobile. mean, I saw it like, hey, this game just came out. I'm like, oh, man, I remember The Sims. Those games were fun. Oh, it's It'd a newer be- release. Yeah, it's a brand new thing. came out five days ago. Shoshanka oh. Durbin. And <laughs> basically... <laughs> Tyler Durbin. <laughs> the way it works is just, you know, you, you make a sim and you tell them like, hey, go work at the coffee shop. And then it takes a real world hour for him them to finish. Until you pay there. money. Right. Well, or you can like use up his stamina and, you know, like do tasks inside, like tap on different things and tell him to do this to speed up the process. And you can make him finish an hour in like five minutes or something. Um, But then when you run out of stamina, then you're stuck with just waiting. And uh, if you then you can pay more money. Well, yeah, the the money thing, the only thing I've noticed it so far is like there's some furniture and outfits that are locked behind the premium currency, which you do earn by like finishing, you know, like quests like build another room in your house or, you know, buy this furniture set or whatever. But it's such a slow accruement where it's like, yeah, I can see someone who's very impatient just immediately drop like 50 bucks on this game to get all that premium mm. dosh. I think they call it Ugh. sim cash. And then, uh, vile. Yeah, off to the side, you also get simoleons, which you also use to buy like furniture or clothes, whatever. And then there's like this other weird currency system where like you have to do certain kinds of events to get certain kinds of tickets that are used to buy certain kinds of furniture and whatever. And I'm just like, you're making this more complicated than actual Sims games just for the sake of putting in microtransactions. One less game to download. Right, exactly. So, speak. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, speaking of microtransactions, I met an actual whale, like microtransaction whale. You ever heard that term? Yeah. <laughs> Spoke to Shamu. Yeah, exactly. Spoke to Shampoo. Sh- sh- the Shamu. You spoke the, to the your Shamu shampoo. microtransactions. Listen, this person spent $500 on in-game transactions, in-game currency, Call of Duty, World War II. Why? Unreal. To level their character? <sighs> Pay to win? I, ha- I haven't spent $500, but I've spent more than I care to admit on Overwatch, that's for sure. Yeah, but you were also, like, in it. Yeah. And, and you were, like, playing it for, like, an equivalent amount of hours for how much right. you paid. Oh, no, I got, yeah. I got I'm, my money's worth, yeah. I'm sure yeah. you did, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I know someone that was that's spent, like, thousands of dollars on League of Legends. Yeesh, yeah. Like, skins, runes, all that shit. But they've also Before probably spent thousands of hours in the game. Before we uh, get on tangent, you were in the middle of saying something, Robert. You were like, but. yeah, you were yeah. in the middle of talking Sims. Yeah. yeah. yeah so like the thing that. is, even though we've been saying like, yeah, it's full of microtransactions, I'm still coming back to play it and I can't really explain uh-huh. why. I I don't know. I, I mean, it, it just ticks that little check mark in my brain of like, I'm making a small amount of progress on something that doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> so you want your Sims to succeed. You're not playing it sadistically. You want them to fail. Yeah. I mean, I, this isn't the kind of Sims you can play sadistically. They can't die. Mm. Although playing this mobile game has made me want to reinstall all of the Sims things that I have just to kill some Sims. I feel like City Skylines would be good on mobile. I'd, I'd buy that. I would. 
Is it isn't is that not a thing? I feel there's got to be a game like that though on mobile. Oh, and probably. like Planet Coaster, like those games. Yeah. yeah there's, oh, you yeah. know, there's like some third party, you know, uh, Asian ripoff. You know it. Absolutely. Right. Hundred percent. But yeah, I don't know. I guess like at the end of the day, I don't know if I'd recommend The Sims Mobile, but I'm still playing it. So take that for whatever it's worth i know what it's like yeah i've played yeah. some games where I'm like why am i doing this to myself yeah. yeah and and it doesn't even take up much time it takes like 10 minutes out of my day to play it and i still do so i don't know i mean i don't know people spent hours playing clash of clans years back when i was in high school that's yeah. all people would do when i was in music class or choir or whatever sit there and play clash of clans and i'm like man it must be great to like do like two things and then wait there for days for your shit Dude, to speaking load. of like predatory like game design like those are the worst those are mm-hmm. worse than rpgs really like on pc like i think mobile games are all about getting people addicted you know yeah i mean that's kind of the entire mobile market that's where yeah. all of this started and then triple a producers and developers were like hey that looks pretty good mm, let's people put, are spending lots of money on yeah, that let's put, let's put all, that in some of our big games let's go back to flip phones guys i can see it see it now well let's you know a big off the grid you know a big triple a game that's coming out soon that doesn't have microtransactions as far as i know and it looks really great for it yakuza 6 song Ooh, of life yeah Yo, so I, I downloaded the demo of it today, and I played like two hours of it. Ah, ah. Oh my, like, dude. <laughs> it's fucking Colin, good. It's Colin, fucking I fucking good. get it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, don't you? You've been it's, bitten by the bug. It's so good. Yeah, it is. And, man, so, I don't know, it's coming out April 17, and I don't know if I can wait that long, because, holy <laughs> crap, it's so but good. Does it uh, Does it take place in modern times? 2016. Yes. Well, yeah, modern enough. Yeah, okay. um... And and in the demo, they give you, like, a thing that you can scroll through if you want to read through the synopses of Yakuza 1 through 5, which, by the way, what, fuck, I didn't realize those games got that deep, like, but... Dude, I am dark. telling you, the story is, mm, the story is 10. pretty good, yeah. Fucking great. Did um, you get the whole game for free? No, I didn't. They, they put the demo back up after they, like, yeah. fixed whatever that issue was. Yeah. Um, And I just, my experience with the demo was boot it up, do a fight... Watch 30 actual for real minutes of cutscenes setting up yep. the story and mm-hmm. like recapping a little bit of what happened at the end of five and then going to the streets of Tokyo to do karaoke and like hit batting range like baseball <laughs> baseball. It's, yep. Oh, like, man. you know, it's like super serious and dark. And, you know, like the voice actor for Kiryu is very like, oh, my God, like he's very, you know, dark. And, yeah, he's very <laughs> serious. Great. He fits the role perfectly. But then hearing him sing backup vocals in a karaoke bar to a pop <laughs> idol song is very humbling and amazing. <laughs> Dude, it, it, this is why I'm so excited to finally one day get into Yakuza Zero because it's basically the Liberty City stories, right? Of the Yakuza world, it takes place in the 80s. It's oh, all yeah. 80s now. It's awesome. Yakuza Zero is it's it's easily it's one of my favorite games of all time now for sure. Like I can see it's it. up there. I can see it. Yeah, I'm I'm still waiting. Like I don't know if I want to touch six yet because like I do have six pre ordered. But Yakuza Kiwami 2 is coming out in August. Yep. So Dude. it's like, I want to play through that. Then I can play through 3, 4, and 5 on PS3. They brought and this then up. get to 6. You seriously want the- to play through all the Yakuza games before you get to 6? That's a lot. Why not? I've, all right. Yeah, I guess. So, I mean, they, they, listen, job, they, don't, they, yeah. don't take, they don't take that long to play if you mainline them. I guess. But, like, what's the fun in that? <laughs> Story. 
Yeah. Hey man, when you when you need it, you need. He's addicted. So yeah, listen, guys. Bad. I want to I want to tell you like there was they were talking about this on the uh, giant bombcast. I think it was last week. But I mean, we live in a time now, 2018, where the biggest video games in the world are Dragon Ball, Yakuza, and Monster Hunter. What the fuck? It's a yeah, great time to be so a fucking gamer. Crazy. <laughs> I'm okay if with that. Know, I'm I'm happy with that. I'm I know, but if happy. you just follow like the history of video games, like if you had told me this like ten years ago, I would have fucking I slapped you in the fucking face. Like, there's no way. Yeah, yeah dude. It, go. Well, ahead. I just I wouldn't say Dragon Ball Fighters is like one of the biggest games right now. It definitely doesn't rival Monster Hunter World in any way. It's it was, easily the it biggest, was the biggest it's game. Be, yeah, it was the biggest game of that time. Of, you know, what, what, late January. Yeah, it came yeah, out the it same day the as Monster Hunter. Yeah, and 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 it's definitely the biggest Dragon Ball Z game, and it's definitely one of the biggest, if not the biggest, fighting game of the year. For it's now, yeah, way outperformed. You know what I thought it would do for sure, especially Monster Hunter now being the highest selling Capcom game of all time. Also, like a game that's so like esoteric, right? And so like like figure it out your damn self. Like it doesn't yeah. hold your hand at all. Like wow, take, like take I just, that Street Fighter. It's just so crazy. To think that these three games are kind of like ruling the roost right now, you know. Yeah. If you think about you know the last couple of decades in, in in the industry, these were always very very niche titles, mm-hmm. and now they're mainstream. It's it's awesome. I don't Hell know. Yeah, is it dude. awesome? Question mark. I don't know. Yeah, I, think I it mean, is. I think it's I think it's great. I, it's funny, yeah, because Japanese developers are rule, ruling the world right now. Yeah, Nintendo. You know? You're totally Sega. right, dude. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. It's a Japanese takeover, which is awesome. We haven't really seen this since. The PlayStation One question mark like there was yeah there was a yeah. while there like I don't know if it was like six seven years ago or, or like nothing was coming out of Japan like everything was like Western developed or European developed and I don't know I'm I'm glad to see this like resurgence though you know because yeah. I, I love Japanese game I mean that's you know Japanese developers are the people that got me to fall in love with video games and so it's great to see that coming back so I mean, while we're awesome. talking about it consider that tomorrow well Friday. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, another big Japanese game's coming out. Oh, good lord. My wallet hurts. And yeah. Dude, are the reviews still, like, awesome? The reviews oh, are yeah. so very good for it. Oh, it makes me want it, but I don't know if I should. Did you and guys play uh, Nino Kuni 1? I, I, know, I, I have it. It's sitting on my shelf right now, and I haven't I haven't beaten it. I got, like, 10 I, hours yeah. in that I dropped. 10 hours? Yeah. Was the grind what got you out of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I do that a lot with some JRPGs where, like, if I'm not feeling it, I can force myself only so much, you know? Uh, so you felt like you were forcing yourself for the majority of that time? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. And, like, what I'm curious to see is next week we have Far Cry 5, which is a very big yes. Western-developed release. And, yes. I mean, we just talked about how, like, a lot of Japanese games are kind of dominating the year. I'm curious to see how a Western game is going to fare. Because it's, it's of equivalent magnitude, I would say, you know, as, like, right. Monster Hunter World or, like, what will be Yakuza 6 next month. Dude, that's three big releases coming out in the next week that I have to buy. Fuck. You know, wait, what's the third? Dude, that a way out Friday. Yeah. I, oh I, shit. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't call it a big release though. It's not triple A. No. A way out. So? Fuck the no. Oscars edition. No, that's, Dude. that's like indie indie triple A. Mm, I, I, all right, I'll give you it's not triple A, but I'll say it, I could it could be the most fun game of those three games. It oh, totally could be. I, yeah, I'm getting that one hands down. Because my worry for since you brought it up, my worry for Far Cry Five is that what did I say? I've said this for <clears throat> excuse me, I've said this for literally years that Far Cry Four is the last time they can make that game because they just remade three, a, like a less good version of three in a lot of ways. And if they are just remaking that and rehashing it, and it's just like in America now, like. 
That's going to be fucking boring as shit, you know? Ubisoft. They need to do something, like, radical here. And, I mean, consider the fact that we're seeing reviews of Nino Kuni, like, today, earlier this week. The week of release, when it comes out on a Friday. And we haven't seen reviews of Far Cry 5 yet. And it's sure. been, it's we're six days away from release. Right. So, right. apparently they're not as uh, ballsy, maybe that's the word, as the Nino Kuni people. And they're mm-hmm. definitely not as ballsy as Sega, who has already lifted the embargo on Yakuza 6 reviews. I mean, they basically gave away the game for free like a month I mean, early. So I mean, they did that, accident. but also like in terms of, you know, controlling the media or how much a developer can do that. They've just said like a month prior to the game's release, go ahead, publish your yeah. reviews. We know it's good. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, Se- Sega's confidence in the Yakuza ser- series is fucking awesome. And I'm glad they're pushing it so hard. I mean, the game was, to be fair, though, like review wise, the game has been out in Japan for two years. September. Year or two. Uh, September 2017, oh, okay. I thought it came out last. Oh, OK. Was it that? OK. Maybe it was that late. Maybe. No, yeah. I was thinking of y- Yakuza Zero was out forever in Japan before it got ported over here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the point is, it was already out. So a lot of people already had an idea that it was a good game. Um, but yeah, uh, also shout out to GameSpot. They did the history of Yakuza on their channel a while mm. back. Definitely a video worth watching. Very um, so, so real quick, I just looked this up. So Nino Kuni is comfortably sitting at an 85 on Metacritic right now, which makes it one of the highest rated games of the year. Uh, it's got 53 reviews already submitted and the game's not even out yet. And 48 of those are positive. So like it's a pretty safe bet. This yeah. is a quality game. Wow. Um, I have a question for you guys. Uh, the answer to it is 45. For, 45. Um, anyway, it just occurred to me. There really isn't that many like annual releases coming out of Japan in, in terms of games. Like, yeah, there's no yearly Call of Duty. Right. Does, Jap- does Japan really have that? If you think about, I mean, maybe Monster Hunter. But that's the only possibility I could think of. Well, you're Yo-Kai talking about all the Dragon Ball games that were coming out. Yo-Kai well, that's Watch. true. But those aren't real. It's not like the same. It's not like, oh, yeah, Yokai Watch, maybe. Well, there's only two of them, isn't there? There's a third I think one. So. There's a third one. And and the thing with Dragon Ball is that it's not like there's this one Dragon Ball game that's iterated on is that there are 50 billion different Dragon Like there's Dragon Ball trading card games, Dragon Ball fighting games, adventure games. Pokemon is the closest thing I think you're thinking of. Pokemon. Yeah, probably probably Pokemon. But in in terms of like over here, though, we have Call of Duty, all EA EA Sports games, you know, not really Battlefield, but close to it. Assassin's Assassin's Creed. Creed, Yeah, up until recently. Right. Um. I don't know what some other big ones. Uh. 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 Far Cry. I mean, Far Cry well, is like. Well, I would say Far Cry's every like three years. Far Cry's like every three years. I don't know. Well, and also to the point of like, it's a lot. A lot of reiterations of basically the same thing. You know what I mean? I. I. I don't know. You well, do get yeah. that in J- Japan too, but yeah, they don't I mean, have Japan J- Japanese to do that. Yeah, Japanese developers do that too. I mean, like yeah, they do. Final Fantasy, they do. for example. Like if you played one, like there, there's differences in them. But for the most part, if you played a couple, you played all of them in terms of gameplay. That's true. I, I just don't think the epidemic of annual releases is nearly as bad in Japan. At least yeah. I, w- I would like to think. Don't know how, tr- how true that is, though. But I think, um, I guess what my point was with that was maybe it's that's I think why people over here turning to Japanese games more, maybe partially. Is because like even the more casual market is getting tired 
of playing the same annual releases over and over. I mean, listen, though. One Japanese kind of game I'm sick of are the, all these Musou games coming out, like the Zelda well, ones. Well, that's true. Fucking, Dynasty uh, Warriors Dynasty apparently Warriors. was awful. Like, fuck. Yeah. But, dude, it's sold like crazy. People get buying, and I knew that Dynasty Warriors shit. 9? Like, back in the day, even. Like, oh, you know, yeah, 18 yeah, yeah. years ago, Dynasty War- Dynasty Warriors games have been coming out for a grip. I mean, it's like, like I'm think- sick of them. We're at up to nine. That means at least eight of them have been have sold enough to warrant a sequel. So people are buying these right. Musou games. They had that Hyrule Warriors come out on you know on 3ds and on Wii. It's coming U, to Switch Wii U, soon, and, and it's, it's coming, coming to Switch. Switch. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, and I don't play those. Fire I didn't, Emblem I didn't really like Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. There's also Fire Emblem Warriors came out. Apparently last, that one was uh, de- decent because they yeah. they added in some more RPG elements to it. Yeah, after I've heard that, I've kind of been considering getting it if it goes on sale. But also, it's like a first party Nintendo game, so like it's never gonna go on sale. Oh yeah, it's kind I of like, hate that. I hate that's that's the so much. Of Nintendo. That's why I haven't gotten Mario Kart Eight yet, Deluxe yet, because I have the Wii U version with all the DLC, and I can't justify spending another sixty dollars just to get a battle Dude, mode. Dude, I did that to Mario Kart, and I did that to Zelda. I bought both those games twice. And I feel like you, such a dweeb. But do you regret? Do you regret it? No, because I'd rather play it on Switch. Exactly. I'd rather it. Like to me, it's like okay, fuck it. I I dropped. I plunked down the money. You know, yeah. I you Maybe. know I'm 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 now I'm money rich and time poor, so I don't have time to play any games. But I can't buy them, so I'm just like, uh, it. It was painful though. I'm gonna say it was not like right. carefree. Did you guys hear? Speaking of like as avid Switch players, have you guys heard of this cable? The M cable. Is it a Metroid thing? Listen to this. So it's an okay. This is super weird. So it's an HDMI cable with a power its own power cable. <laughs> the cable plugs into a USB power source because what the cable itself does is it takes the anti-aliasing load off of whatever graphics like are being rendered, and it like performs the anti-aliasing function within the cable itself. There's like a microchip in it. That's pretty Yo. slick. So where where it really shines, if you have 4K TV and if you have like a PlayStation Pro and all this stuff, like it's not going to do shit for you, unfortunately. But where it will really shine is when you're feeding it a, a true 1080p signal. So this is like the perfect cable for someone, let's say like you and I, Colin, who are playing switches that only go up to 1080p, but are playing on 4K TVs. This is like the okay. cable to get. And so it'll add like free anti-aliasing that doesn't affect the frame rate or anything. Right, but you just need to be able to plug it into a USB port as well. The ca- you have to plug in the cable, which is like the weirdest right. shit. But it's it's so, not cheap either. It's like over a hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> I was just gonna say like is that sounds expensive. But it's one of the only ways to uh, you know if you want to have control over your console graphics, right? Like and and it works pretty well. I saw a really good demo Eurogamer, their YouTube channel. Man, props to them again. I watch them like weekly now. But uh, nice. they're the ones that kind of exposed me to that. So just, you know, hot tip out there. If you feel like spending extra money and want to get the best graphics out of your Switch possible on 4K TV, M-Cable. Not sponsored go. message. <laughs> but sponsor totally not sponsored. Just, yeah, just please sponsor us. us. You can email us at tinydispodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's, uh, let's talk about a little bit of news, shall we? So, first thing to hit us off here, uh, HTC, their Vive Pro. I don't know if you guys remember that old thing, but they finally... Huh? Hit the cell, HTC. Yeah. Uh, They finally announced, one, a price point, and two, a kind of beginning release date when they're going to start rolling out shipping these Mm pre-orders. And mm -hmm. pre-orders are open right now. So, uh, 
finish listening to this podcast and then go ahead and pre-order HTC Vive Pros if you're looking for it. But I also hope you have a lot of Cheddar Cheddar because it's going to be $800 for just the headset. Just the new thing. Just the Pro. Fuck. No Fuck, light yeah. boxes, no, uh, no Vive controllers, nothing else. Just no the wi- headset. No wireless add-on component? Nope. Nothing. That's nope. going to be another, uh, what is that, $299, I believe? Oy. Holy shit, just for the wireless add-on? Really? Damn. I could be wrong on that one. Okay. But still, but still, it's going to be expensive. And this is really a bad time for me. I was waiting for this headset to come out to buy the Vive. I don't have the previous iteration. And it's a really bad time for anyone to jump in for the first time. If you have the old headset set up and you want to upgrade and spend $800, then there you go. Now's the time to do it. But for me, like, I have to wait till they put out, like, a bundle, right? Which it's looking like now, right, it's going to be about $1,000. You can probably ascertain if the headset alone is 800 then, you know, the whole thing is going to be at least 200 bucks. I would guess. Extra, yeah. right? So I'm going to have to wait now. I, I don't know, man. $1,000? I don't know if VR is that worth it. That that yeah, lightsaber, that lightsaber uh, rhythm game, though, does look pretty sweet, but thousand dollars sweet i don't know yeah i mean the idea for this i think is that if you'd already invested in htc and you already have the everything else it's it's the cheapest option for you technically right because you already have everything you just need to replace the headset yeah kind of the news now is that the original vive the best you know version of vr is now only five hundred dollars they reduced the price that's kind of the exciting part about this yeah and that I believe that price includes all the everything like everything. Yeah. 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 They reduced so. the price by 300 bucks. Well, it's kind of exciting though. Like, you know, from a developer standpoint that they're finally getting stronger, uh, headset hardware. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be able to do more with it, especially with wireless experiences. But the, the, the thing is, this thing is very much still an enthusiast level. Oh yeah. Level Higher resolution gig. though. And yeah. they're OLED screens. Now it's, it's incorporated integrated headset now. So that's not extra wires you have to worry about. It's a more comfortable headset strap. I've heard the thing is just balanced much better overall. I hope you like navy blue because the whole thing's navy blue for some weird reason. Um, and it looks dumb. <laughs> like it doesn't <laughs> I mean, look it good. Looks but dumb. I mean, but it's not cares? like you're going to be walking around the street yeah. with it on. I think it does have two cameras in the front now, which is what makes it look kind of like cross-eyed, right? Yeah, but I mean, that'll it helps be cool. with depth perception. Yeah, so I there's a lot to be excited about here. I've just got to wait. I'm not going to buy if you want if you're going from zero to this now and you want to go pro you have to spend what is the math there thirteen hundred dollars yeah twelve or so hundred and you have an extra headset that you're not going to want to use like it's just not the time for me yeah well guys we can all uh, put our pennies together Jack we can ship it out to you and you can have it every other week yeah (laughs) (laughs) who pays for shipping though I don't know who's paying child support Uh, nose goes (laughs) nose goes not it nose goes Uh, and if you, well, Jack, you have the most money. You have a real man's job. So. Hey, hey, don't put that out there publicly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack's poor. He yeah. doesn't have money. It's tax Jack, season, man. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> he's, he's broadcasting to us live from a cardboard box outside of an Ikea. It's so cold. It's so cold. <laughs> uh, and if you pre-order the Vive now, you could get it as early as sometime after April 5th. That's when they're going to start shipping them out. Uh, and it's probably going to be like a first come first serve kind of a deal. So you probably get to be patient and rich if you want a pro. Oh boy. The Witcher. Geralt. The White Wolf. Ah, the Witcher. He's a good fighter. And because of that, he's fought his way to get into Soul Calibur VI 6. His Dude, soul still burns. I am so psyched. 
I am serious. I mean that unironically. I am pumped about this. Like Soul Calibur Six. Okay, it's not looking as good as I had hoped. It looks just kind of like I don't know. I don't see it. Soul Calibur Five. Yeah, I don't see it. No. I, yeah, I don't see it being like the leap that Tekken Seven was. Sadly, which is what I was hoping for. But I am gonna play it. Absolutely, it's a game I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna have fun with it. And the fact they're really putting some effort into um, putting Geralt in there, I think that's really cool. And it made me think, like, fuck, if you, like, think about the characters in The Witcher, there should just be a Witcher fighting game. Kind of like what Persona did. Persona 4, yeah, right? I could There should see totally that. be a Witcher fighting game. There's so many awesome villains and characters in that. Like, totally could be done. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the video of, like, them showing off Geralt fighting in the game. I believe all that footage was in engine and it looks pretty cool. Like he, the way they use his signs seems like yeah, it's interesting Igni. and like an actually yeah. effective, like, Oh, that that's totally how I'd imagine Geralt. If he were in a fighting game, it was super cool. I was, right. I was hyped for it. I'm, I'm really excited. It, and that right there sold the game to me. And apparently there's like in Canon, like he, there's a reason why he's in the soul caliber world. His oh, soul shit. still burns. Kind of, kind of like Akuma and dragon and eh, not dragon fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Tekken seven Tekken. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's some, uh, you know, uh, canonical uh, rationale there. Yeah, some somehow Caramoran gets sucked into the Soul Calibur universe or something. I yeah, because c- there's going to be a Caramoran uh, level too for fighting stages yep, in the game, yep. which is cool, dude. Yes. So it's not just it's not just Geralt, but also a little bit of his universe, which is who super even cool. would consider that a possibility? That's such a cool idea, I think. Yeah, and and they got the original voice actor to join too, which also to me yeah. was a little bit weird, with like hearing him voice act it because he he gets like very cocky. Like yeah. outwardly cocky in the yeah, game because yeah. you know he's like you think you can beat me and I don't know in The Witcher like he was cocky but he was very like reserved about it. It's like you know you don't want to pick a fight with a yeah. Witcher that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, there's a quiet yeah there's like a quiet sadness to his character in the game. So yeah, it is a little uh, uh, dissonant you know from what the Geralt de la Rivia that I'm used to. But uh, the, the what uh, <laughs> uh, the Geralt of the Rivia? Yeah, <laughs> Geralt from the river. Yeah, but I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm sold. This like sold me on this game. Yes, yeah, day one for sure. Please. Uh, on Tuesday this week, Nintendo had a big old Nindy spotlight to show off a couple indie games that are coming to the Switch. Uh, first off, the presentation was really so fellow kids. It kind of hurt. It was like Ooh. two guys who were like the head How do of you do fellow kids. Yeah, they were like the head of indie outreach and like, God bless them. They tried. Ooh. They really did. But like, woof, could it could have been presented a little. I think that's like I, a false like message put out there. Like because it's Nindies, kids like Nindies. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, well, actually I, think I, adults I, no, play more Indies. Than- I, I guess it wasn't fellow kidsy, but it was just like it felt really, really staged. Where I guess, I don't know, I'm used to like the, the Japanese, like with the, with the straight up Japanese Nintendo Directs. It's very formal, kind of, and like straight up presentational. I think they, they thrive more in that setting. Whereas here it, it kind of felt like the, they were pretending to be Reggie without Reggie's charm. And it, 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 Nintendo it has fly. a very weird brand sometimes. Oh, yeah. Very um, bizarre. They should have got Steve Buscemi to rep it. I was just fun. thinking that, yeah. Hello, kids. <laughs> Uh, so they opened up by saying Mark of the Ninja is coming to Switch. I don't know if you guys played that game in the nope. past, but That's pretty good game. clay game. That's a really fun game. Uh, there's a fighting game coming called Fantasy Strike, which kind of looks neat. Um, but I think it's going to be an, an indie title they're going to help push for their, their like paid online service that's coming later this year. Like They're going to use that as kind of a marketing tool. Like, hey, you can only play this game online if you buy your online system. Uh, let's see other things that kind of stood out to me. There's this game called uh, Pool Panic. That's uh, 
Adult Swim is kind of part of it. And you play a cue ball and you try to get all the other balls oh, in the holes. Okay. But instead of like in a pool table, it's like in a forest or like on, on a city street. And like, Dude, I don't know. Kind of looks cool. When you told me Adult Swim was coming out with a game called Pool Panic, for some reason, I just thought, like, someone pooped or pissed in a pool and you had to, like, get away from it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's what I was thinking in my head. Like, oh, damn. That's very Adult Swim. <laughs> yeah. That's, what I, that's totally the, the game I was expecting. Yeah. Okay. Different kind of pool. Um, let's see. Bomb Chicken <laughs> looks like Shovel Knight, but you play a chicken who lays bombs. I don't know. <laughs> Seems very puzzle platformy in a way. Uh, did you if guys you bomb play- it enough? If you bomb it enough, you just get attacked by a hundred different chickens from off screen. Absolutely. Uh, did you guys ever play Luminous on the DS? Is that how you say that? Yeah, it's Luminous. I've heard Lumines. <laughs> I've heard a bunch of different ways. <laughs> no, to just, no, to it's, it's Luminous. Use me, yo, dude. You're looking me weird. What's the name of that chick on IGN? That Australian chick. Uh, Alana Pierce, Charlotte, like yeah, yeah, Alana Pierce. Yeah, she was just at South by by the way. Yeah, she said Lumines, dude. It's on the internet. Whoops. It's, oh it's, my he calls God. It it's luminous. We still love I you, was, Lana. I was called a luminous, not luminous, but luminous. That's how I pronounced it. How do you pronounce oh. it, Colin? Luminous. Okay. Okay. We're on the same well, page here. So it's, the remastered version is coming to Switch. So that's pretty neat that's if you're hankering cool. to play that game. But dude, that game's so hard. Yeah. It's so fucking hard. That's, that's, that's what limits my fun with it. I can only get to like level seven or eight. Uh, Reigns and Reigns Her Majesty. I don't know if you guys ever played those games. They're coming to uh, Switch as well in like one like big package. Uh, it's basically you play a king and you have to survive. Like you have to make decisions that decide whether your kingdom survives or not. And it's like a really silly, wacky game. Like I don't know. Uh, it's, I guess it's something that's better explained by like seeing a video of it. But it probably is going to be no more than ten bucks on the Switch. If I had to guess, ten dollar holler. Yep. Uh, Lightfall is this really cool looking platformer that looks like like perfect for speed runs because your character makes platforms as you platform. So you're basically always making a leap of faith and then calculating when you should make a platform to land on as you jump. Interesting. I'll have to see what that looks like. Interesting. Yeah, it, it looks pretty neat. Uh, West of Loathing is coming, which is kind of big. Uh, the Messenger... Jack, you might like this game. You play as a ninja who's trying to get a message to someone, and it's like a very important message. And uh, you go through these portals that change the game from 8-bit to 16-bit back to 8-bit. Fun. Yeah, it's like a side-scrolling platformer kind of a thing. That sounds cool. Yeah, there was an RPG that came out not that long ago where it's like you start at level one and like when you got to like level five, like it was like a Nintendo, like an Atari game. And then when you got to like level five character, like the whole game turned into like a Nintendo game. Then it went to Super Nintendo. Then like it was like... Oh, yeah, oh, you know, yeah that's yeah. what it was. Yep. Evil yeah, Land's that's, fun. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and their big final reveal is Banner Saga 3, that game that no one's asking for. Uh, it's coming out this summer on the Switch, and they're also going to be porting Banner Saga 1 and 2 to the Switch, co- quote, very soon. Will it be, like, sold as a package? I don't know. The Banner package. But it's the a package, package you shouldn't buy. It's the Banner It's the Banner Saga Saga. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, overall, it's nothing, like, super exciting. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard to compare to, like, AAA first-party Nintendo titles. But, I mean, it's good that they're at least showing kind of respect for the fact that, hey, like, we want indie games on our platform. Yeah. This is a sign and, of a healthy, uh, you know, healthy market, a healthy ecosystem for this console. And I think, wasn't it just today or was it yesterday, maybe, where it got announced as the most successful video game console in North American history, given the time frame it's been out. Yes. Yeah, it's the fastest selling console of all time. That's and 
fucking indie, crazy, dude. Indie titles are fucking blowing up on the Switch. Like, if you're an indie oh, dev, yeah, you 100%. want your game on the Switch. It's oh, come doing on, so Celeste. Much just go on sale. It's yeah. 20 bucks. Like, I'm waiting for it to drop. I mean, compared to putting your game on Steam now, like, Steam used to be the king only because there was no other competitor. But now, like, the Switch is kind of rising up to be a really great indie machine. It is. and I'm, Without I'm, a D-pad, no less. Yeah. And... I mean, on top of that, like Ark Survival, fucking Ark Survival Evolved just announced, hey, we're making a Switch port. Yeah, dude. Which I don't, I don't think anyone asked for that game either. Is that, but isn't that game still happening. in early access? No, it's finally released and it's still buggy uh, as yeah. hell. Like a year ago, I think it released actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, dude. Is, is uh, forgive me, is Fortnite on Switch? No, no. So that'll be a day. And no. PUBG, you know, is coming to Switch. I know. Oh, dude, no. As soon right as now. Battle Royale games come to Switch, it's, it's going to, it's, the I mean, internet's going to explode. Too bad their multiplayer online is shite. Yeah. That's the problem. But it will yeah. happen. It's not a matter of when. It's Or if. It's when. Exactly. Um, dude, the Switch, I I mean, it's still, you know, got a ways to go before anyone talks about it, like, overpassing PS4. But it's one of those, like, add-ons. It's so cheap. It's $300. I mean, I know $300 is a lot of money, but comparable to the competition is it's relatively inexpensive so i really feel like switch is like the ultimate companion to like your main console in a way you know 100 percent. it's such a good little system we always it praise is. it because it's hard to say that it's bad like, it's hard to come up with bad things to say about that thing i need to i need to play on my switch a little bit more i played i played a little bit more zelda you know do i playing some of the dlc but i i don't know i haven't really had any motivation to play anything else on my switch yet i get that not lately Celeste, I'm just waiting for the sale. Come on. Right. Uh, Sonic Mania is getting a plus edition, I guess, called Sonic Mania Plus. So it's finally going to be physical if you were looking for that. Uh, It's going to be coming to Switch, PS4, Xbox One. And they're adding a new game mode called Encore Mode, which gives you a way to explore every level, whatever that means. And you get to play as two characters called Mighty the Armadillo and Ray the Flying Squirrel. Weird. This is some deep lore cuts what <laughs> i don't i don't are even they, know those characters are, are they jumping the shark I, I don't, as we speak I don't, fucking i don't, I don't know. know audience okay. audience I mean, do yourself a favor do yourself a favor in google type in your name and then the hedgehog never do that no, <laughs> don't do that never do that don't listen to anything <laughs> colin says no let me ask you though is this developed by the same kind of fan base that made the original developers of sonic mania or is this made yeah. by sega yeah, no, it's the same people. I mean, it's not okay. like this is a sequel. This is just a remastered edition or whatever. Gotcha. But like the game came out last fucking year. I still need to beat it, by the way. Oh, it's it's good. It's worth it. It's hard, but it's worth it. Let's see here. After the sad news of Stephen Hawking's passing, uh, the yes. community of Elite Dangerous did a five-hour tour across 19 different stations that were all named after Stephen Hawking in one way or another. Uh, is kind of like a remembrance of him, which I think is pretty That's cool. awesome. Yeah. One cool fact I heard about Stephen Hawking today on the way on the drive home uh, was that you know he easily, easily, easily could have had in our day and age a upgraded voice, but he liked the way that his you know old one sounded from the eighties, and he wanted to keep it that way. He f- thought of that as his voice. Oh, that's cool. I thought that was cool. Like, oh, yeah, wow, I mean, that a bunch is cool. of people, yeah, a bunch of people wanted to upgrade him because you know there's a lot of advances in that technology and they could have made him sound pretty normal now but he didn't want to he elected to keep that one so that was neat i thought never heard that yeah. before yeah maybe it, and you know it, it was it's crazy i actually was bored one day and i watched a stephen hawking lecture at like a guest lecture at a college mm-hmm. 
it was super interesting. Like it took me a second to adjust to like kind of like uh, making out his voice mm-hmm. and stuff. But like once you get like it's incredible. Dude is just incredible. It, like, let me ask you: Was he like? Did it? Was it like live? Like he was typing with his cheek like on stage, or did he already have oh, it all prepared? Yeah. yeah. Shut up! Are you serious? Yeah, it was so it like, took like five. It took like fifteen minutes for him to respond to stuff. Oh no, he it's like it's very quick. It's super quick. Oh, like he, he sat there and gave live. an entire lecture with it. It was crazy. It wasn't like prepared and like scripted. Holy shit! Yeah, I gotta like, watch that. Yeah, it's it's kind of incredible. And it, the the thing is, like, I can't. I, I it was a long time ago, so I don't even remember what it was about. But like, whatever he was talking about, it was like you could completely. It was like he was talking in plain English. It was like a really complicated subject, but it was like. He was, he was very good at, good at explaining in, it in layman's terms. Yeah, right. Yeah, cool. Also, I have to look cool. that up, dude. You should link that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I have to look for it. Uh, do you guys remember the Atari box that was announced? Like, I don't know, a couple months ago. Uh, I tried and, to forget it, and everyone's like, "Well, why? Who asked for this, Nolan? Yeah, Nolan. Who who wanted this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. they've renamed the Atari box to the Atari VCS, not to be confused with the Atari twenty six hundred. Um, and it's a console system yeah and it's supposed to be quote a full pc experience for the tv bringing you streaming applications social browsing music and more for atari and it comes preloaded with with uh old retro atari games and the ability to play current titles from a range of studios what a waste means. of everyone's time this sounds like. yeah <laughs> yeah who is this for who's gonna buy it especially pay 250 to 300 dollars for something what yes yep 250 to 300 dollars is the price range a switch or this is my choice <laughs> that's what i'm saying they're literally <sighs> asking a price for something that everything else does nowadays just wait two months it'll be fucking 50 dollars in a fire sale yeah, so I'm saying it's that. one thing like it's one thing if they were trying to cash in on on the NAS and SNES classic type markets, you know, with throwback consoles like mini consoles. I'm sure people would have ate that shit up if it was it was if it was that was what it was going for. But it's, Dude, yeah. this is ridiculous. The, like, the, uh, just just thinking about this actually reminds me, guys, there was a time where I walked into a Best Buy and they had a literal a pallet, a stack of Dreamcast completely brand new inbox, forty nine ninety nine each. What? For Dreamcast, yeah. When when they when Sega discontinued it and they did a fire sale and everything, all the games were like five Damn. bucks. Like brand new games were five dollars, and the console was fifty bucks. And all the everything was just like take it, take it. Basically, it's free. I I, I can't tell you how much I wish I was a Dude, retro game collector listen, in like two thousand five. <laughs> I did not have the money to buy one. I it's one of my biggest like regrets. I did not have the money to buy it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I already I got paid, one of these at home. Who cares? Ugh. I paid seventy dollars for a complete inbox Dreamcast obviously wasn't sealed but like yeah just for that 70 bucks like and, and the dreamcast was, was the first time where i had a friend an enterprising fellow i will say he brought over a uh, cdr with some sharpie on top of it put it in the dreamcast close the door hit power oh just every video game pretty much ever made <laughs> until 1998 like on this one disc i was like wait wait what what wait what every like arcade game genesis super nintendo on one disc i was like oh this is why the dreamcast is going out of business <laughs> yeah yeah that, that was uh, part of, that was part of it still love that dreamcast. was mind-blowing though yeah but anyway uh, yeah the atari box why what are you doing 
what you need to consult like what have you not like brought in people to like consult and be like hey what do you guys think of this yeah focus test that dude shit. oh the- i need bluetooth on my atari jeez Fuck. i don't know we're supposed to find out more details by the end of the week but i, I kind of don't care please no no one cares please tell me it comes with like wireless versions of those terrible joysticks and the one red yeah. button they're they're adding they're they've got both a like more modern design controller and mm. then a joystick one as well oh this yep. is so bad the price yep. is it's atrocious so bad yeah, there's there's nothing about this that's appealing to me holy yep. shit okay except maybe the box itself but hey speaking <sighs> of boxes so ea is going to be adding loot boxes back into star wars battlefront 2 uh yeah actually today wednesday Uh uh they're adding them in wednesday and they have said that they're sticking to their guns about the loot crates are gonna stay but you can only get cosmetics and emotes from it a la overwatch and you cannot purchase loot boxes with any kind of real world money you can only get it i believe via in-game currency okay Four words, and that's all I'm going to say about this. I know we're stressed for time. Too little, too late. The end. It's over. Fuck. You fucked it up. You fucked that, the pooch, man. That was 14 words. Okay. <laughs> listen, pooch, li- guys, guys, listen. Just listen for a second. That's the sound of no one caring anymore. <laughs> you need to put like, cricket sounds in there. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's it's no one cares anymore. No. All the replies to that tweet, they actually put it on the official Twitter for EA, EA Star Wars Battlefront. And all the replies were like, "Too little, too late, EA." Like no one gives a yeah, shit. They're dam- yeah, no one's talking about your game anymore. It's it's yeah. damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's a really tough spot for them. They shows you how important these decisions are early in the process because even they're trying their damnedest to fix the fuck up, but no one cares now. Well, here's ninety the thing, days you, an eternity, right? And you had this high this high profile like you know AAA release. You have this release window in November for a reason. And the way the climate is in the in the gaming scene nowadays, dude, is if if you don't release the game on release date and it doesn't instantly clutch a player base, your your game's pretty much down in the water because it's going to get buried by everything else that releases. It does have a chance, but they're I don't know if they're willing to do what they need to do. It needs to be free to play, like right now. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's which the only, means they would have to change again their progression right. model. <laughs> that's the only salvation, though, at this point, I, I feel like that's what know? happened to Knights of the Old or, or to uh, the Old Republic, and that right. ended up being profitable, quite profitable. Yeah. Uh, and our final news story for today, it's kind of a sad one. Uh, Toys R Us, mm. it's officially dying. Damn it's, it! They're going to be closing all of their stores within the next. Uh, I believe 60 days or they're going to start closing tomorrow or not tomorrow. Excuse me. They're going to start closing like last week. So I don't know. I mean, if you're probably going to be finding your Toys R Us closing pretty soon, if there's anything you wanted to pick up, you'd probably want to go there sooner rather than later. (sighs) So many good memories, guys. I remember here I have two memories of it and they all involve like going to this giant alley or alley going to this giant aisle in Toys R Us and they had like the pictures on the wall of the old Nintendo boxes and stuff and they had like these these paper cards with the price on it and the UPC code and you picked up the card or the paper slip took took it to the cash register paid for it then you had to go back behind the registers to like this big glass lockbox place where they kept all the expensive stuff give them the receipt and the ticket then they give you your game then you walk out and I remember getting Gunstar Heroes on Sega Genesis way back in the 90s. Gunstar Had, Heroes. Yes, bought it 20 bucks, by the way. One of the best games ever. 20 bucks, brand new, out of Toys R Us. Had the most crusty, crispy, 
crunchy fruit roll up in the box too. Gross. <laughs> Came with a fruit roll up that was old as fuck. And it was hilarious Damn. just to think about. But that and I remember my thirteenth birthday getting Doom on PlayStation One and like just having my mind blown that I was playing Doom. And uh man, yeah. I don't know. I got a lot of good memories. There you guys ever hear about that haunted Toys R Us? I want to say it was in like Santa Barbara or Santa Santa Clara, maybe. No. California, you guys ever hear that story? No, no. Anyways, yeah, there's a haunted Toys R Us no more. But man, Jeffrey Rip. the giraffe, we you know, you'll be missed. I'll always be a Toys R Us kid. I'm sad though. Yeah, Sometimes. man. I I uh I mean I have fond memories of especially my uncle taking there when I was younger because my uncle would spoil me with all the coolest action figures. I'd have so many samurai what was Samurai Warriors? Was that the name of the anime when I was a little kid? Shampoo? I don't know if you guys No no no. Like it was old. It was like I would think it, 80s early 90s anime that they were playing reruns of because they just translated into english it's bad i can't i think it's it was samurai warriors or something like that but they had badass action figures and tons and tons of dragon ball z action figures nice nice <laughs> tons um and yeah that that just the best i would always get so excited to go into toys r us but man it at the end of the day it's easy to see why the place went under even now like they're having all these clearance sales while they're closing out and there's there ain't shit worth the deals they're really not that great no and and they towers of us just refused to get with the times with a lot of their business practices i also remember reading that uh it was like 2005 or 2006 and you guys can confirm this but Apparently they got bought out and they were put into a shit ton of debt by a company yeah. that that bought them out. Yeah, it was it was a really fucked up situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know. This it was just. I mean, it was only a matter of time until it went out, man. And it's just there just isn't really much of a need for it, especially when you get a lot of those toys cheaper online. They're all closing up to like thirty three thousand people out of jobs, dude. It's rough. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's I mean, unfortunate. It it sucks. Like I I'm not saying I I'm no ill will on my end. I don't really want them to close, but. I mean, there's just the the reasons there. I mean, it's in the pudding, man. You gotta like, yeah, you gotta be where the customers are. You gotta evolve, you know. And they right. they didn't fast enough. They weren't agile, and so these yeah, are the results. So. And dude, the malls are next. Malls are oh, yeah, a lot of those are already shutting down. Yeah, dude. malls yeah, are they are, but they're dude. They're, it's gonna be a weird weird future, man. Everything's gonna be taken over by Amazon. And we're going to have to respect pretty, pretty joke, but you joke, yeah. but I mean. We'll have to respect we're, our Prime overlords. We're, we're not so even one welcome our Amazon Prime we're, overlords. We're have drones <laughs> airdropping our shit. Our no, Prime it's actually shit. it's actually it's actually kind of scary if you think about it, man. It kind yeah. of is. By, but Amazon's so awesome, though. <laughs> I mean, they are. You know, if they would give I, me my damn games on time, dude, I buy rip. way too much shit on Amazon. No shit. So we're heading into the final stretch of our podcast here. So I'm going to throw it over to me so we can do our question of the week. All right, gentlemen, I've got a pretty simple would you rather. It probably shouldn't take too much time, but it's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. Um, and it's something that I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts hey, on. Hey, man, we don't, we don't talk about... I was, <laughs> yeah, you so would you rather have erectile dysfunction it. or not? Oh, is that what you were going to say? <laughs> no. so a lot of guys struggle with it, like, bro. <laughs> I was like, listen, man, we don't talk about my ED on here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. so would you rather be underpaid but do your dream job, best job in the world, or would you rather be like six figures but it's actually the worst like there's no redeeming quality there's no middle ground at all no middle ground you're getting paid well but like the worst working conditions 
or best working conditions you can imagine, you're paid peanuts. I'm pretty much know what uh, Robert Collins going to say. Go ahead, Colin. Yeah, I mean, this is a pretty easy answer for me. And this is like, as a person gets, that desperately wants to get into the gaming industry, easily underpaid. Like, yeah, underpaid, best job ever. Like, that's, that's the choice I made when I switched majors, because I was originally computer science, doing programming. You can make a lot of money if you if you get into the right programming job. I'm but going... I'm, okay. Okay. Sorry. I just... Yeah, I just don't like the idea of sitting on a computer programming. That's why I chose to do what I do. Nerd. And so I'm fully prepared to be underpaid for what I do. As long as I love it, I don't care. So I fully agree with what you just said, but in order of to make this interesting, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And I, I'm going to say... Listen, man, what if I'm just there eight hours, I clock in, I clock the fuck out, I'm fucking raking in the cash, you can take all that money, and in six months' time, you're going to have fuck you money. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to, I mean, let's say you do a shit job for, let's say, two, even three years, like, you got a fucking nice little nest egg at the end of that time. You know, it's not to say, like, you're going to be doing this for life. I think that So you're probably, you're probably doing porn, is what you're saying. (laughs) <laughs> yes and he's gonna walk out of that job with erectile dysfunction because he's used it up too much you're, this is way too personal <laughs> you're crossing my boundaries no uh no but wait are you telling me six figures doing porn is that what you're saying i don't think no i mean that's a thing though right like a lot like like adult film actresses actors and actresses not actors like, actors get paid well yeah jack. i guess less so actors that's true um, but like they have a tendency to like only do it for a short span of time. They make shit ton of money in that short span of time, and then get they get saying. the hell out. I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So I mean, I think there's something to be said for doing something that maybe necessarily not be your dream job, but if it's paying a lot, there are some benefits to consider with that. You know, and especially if you know it's only gonna be short term. Like if you, because if you have money in the bank, you have a what do you have? You have a lot more choices. You have a lot more options. You know, you can you could be interviewing the whole time to do other stuff you know so that's my devil's advocate play but of course my true answer is that of course i would rather i would accept less money to do a job i absolutely love because then you never feel like you're at work exactly you never feel that way so that's that's my actual answer yep yeah i mean i probably agree with that but i do also understand where you're coming from jack the idea of like keep it short term you know think about like in three years you'll make like at least three hundred thousand dollars you know like that's a lot of money saved up in the bank right so (laughs) after that pursue your dreams yeah there's uh, some well, pluses the, the, that you could afford to take maybe even a year off who knows you know? yeah and that's pursue your saying. dream, like you said yeah but it, i mean if the dream if, if the job's bad enough if it's the wrong thing then yeah you may only have spent you know three months or whatever doing that job but then you got to spend the next year rest of your life in fucking therapy but yeah but also also though like you're saying like excuse me i got the hiccups now yikes you're saying we're you, you're getting paid a lot less like so my next question is well how much less because if i have to work at fucking toys r us and the mall on top of my dream job then you know right. life doesn't seem so good you know what i mean yeah that's like fair, how much yeah. less like what 20k are we talking like poverty level like i don't think i would do that if it was my dream job i don't know if i would I mean, do it for 20k a year I mean, for example, the, the, the people that work at IGN, they live in San Francisco, which is one of the most expensive cities to live in the entire country. And those guys, like, they can't even hardly make ends meet living on the wage that IGN pays them. you think IGN they live in the city? Because that'd be so stupid. Well, not not in the city, but they can't, you know what I mean? They can't live in that area and make ends right. meet hardly. That's why a lot of the bigger personalities there have Patreons and stuff like that. And they yeah. do their own thing I know. on top of doing IGN. That, that reminds, that's so fucked because that reminds me of like Walmart. They just like make every, all their associates get food stamps to go on welfare and shit rather yep. than, you know, pay their employees of a fair livable wage. So great Walmart. Yay. It's yeah. Working sucks guys. <laughs> yeah. Working a job you don't like 
fucking's the worst. And honestly, for the first time in my life, I can say I'm working a job that I don't hate. But let's say, let's say, okay, let's, we're on a video game podcast. Let's say like getting in the video game industry is all of our dreams, right? Let's say that I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but what happens when it becomes your job and then like, you know, you have to do bullshit and then like, it kind of fucks up your hobby. You get what I'm saying? Like, and now it's a job and it's not your hobby. What you do for like, what do you do when you want to have fun now? Cause you're playing video games, you know, 80 hours a week probably already. And, and, and that, that definitely is like a trade off. Right. Uh, I think of like Colin Moriarty, I follow him pretty closely. And when he, uh, left kind of funny he was kind of just turned off to the idea of video games altogether for a long time sure he eventually came back to them of course but now he's he's back to finally playing video games for fun after playing them for his job for at least the last 10 15 years right you know what i mean yeah so i i kind of felt that a little bit in my short time with tech raptor and game luster you know like just like writing about video games and immersing yourself in it and making it your work it can be a little bit taxing so I, it's a just it's a matter of how much passion do you actually have for it? Mm-hmm. Like, are you just a right. consumer, or do you actually care about the industry? It's definitely not a healthy job market. It's one of those job markets where there's way too many people that want to do it, and nowhere near enough positions to even fill like a percentage of that. That's what I'm, yeah. You have to be really hungry to get in, man. And it's like it's like uh like people that play in like say a band. Like I've heard this before from like metal bands. I'm a huge metalhead, but. Some metal bands are like, oh, well, like, hey, you're a metalhead, but like, do you actually listen to metal in your spare time all that often? Like, no, I listen. <laughs> I find myself listening to like a lot of, you know, 70s pop or whatever, like just as, as an example. You're just like, motherfucker, metal is a lifestyle. <laughs> um, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. You hear it every night. You're playing it every night. You're around it constantly. You know what I mean? Right. It's, my, it's uh, fatigue. My uh, my last point for this episode is uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Tambourine. It's the new stand up special from Chris Rock on Netflix. Like check that shit out because it's I heard it's good. It's, is it uh, good? Okay. No, I like it's, Chris it's, Rock. It's hilarious. Yeah, but you know he uh, I forget where I was going with this now. <laughs> he was Tambourine, he was oh, gentlemen. He was just talking about you know like your oh fuck I just totally forgot what I was gonna say. Stay tuned next week when I figure out what <laughs> I was gonna say about this comedy special. Because I, I keep thinking about this thing where he's talking about this is not what I was going to say, but he was talking about relationships and like, you know, you're in a band. It's kind of like you're in a band with the, with each other and uh, someone's got to play the tambourine. You can't all be the lead singer. You can't all be like the guitar soloist. Like you got a tambourine, motherfucker, tambourine, tambourine. Mother-. Anyways, it was way funnier in my head. I'll figure out what the hell I was trying to say. We're talking about like dream jobs and shit. Oh, I remember now. Thank okay. God. Okay. This is about to just go south. Anyways, uh, he's talking about how in school in college they're lying to these kids and be like you can be anything you want you can be anything you want to be and he's like why are you lying to these kids they can't be whatever they want to be he's like i see 65 uber drivers in this room (laughs) and he's like he's like he's like the truth is you can be what you're good at if they're hiring that's, <laughs> that's true it. that's, that's it. the fact. fucking true dude yeah it really is though yeah you can be what you're good at if they're hiring and then it goes even then it helps to know somebody <laughs> so right. that's it's the actual true. truth i mean so, that's the thing dude if if you don't if you could be the most hard-working motherfucker there is like you could be busting your ass but if you don't know the right people you don't know the right you don't you're not good at networking if networking is not something you're good at man it's 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 yeah. tough it's like it's yeah. you're throwing a lot of that work away i would really say it's almost 60 percent networking skills yeah 100 
Yeah. 60% of the 100% of the time. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so on that note, let's wrap this show up, shall we? So if you enjoyed what we did here on, on this podcast, you can email us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts, opinions, etc. And we can read things out on uh, live on this pre-recorded show. Uh, if you want to follow us on all of our social media channels, they are all on tinydisc.com. And that's also where you can find all of our previous episodes if you are so inclined to check those out. Um, if you want, you could leave us an iTunes review. That'd be really helpful. It'd be really cool. If not an iTunes review, just tell a friend. Uh, go to work and find someone who doesn't work in your department and kind of give them a good scare and then tell them to listen to this podcast because it's not as scary as what you just did to them. Um, okay. what we're going to be doing next week, actually, uh, something that you might be interested in. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm losing it. Okay. So <laughs> Terrace house opening new doors came out on Netflix last week, last Tuesday. And, uh, some of us are still in the process of finishing up the, these eight episodes. Some of us have already finished it. Is it coming uh, wh- out in like eight, three or no, three, eight episode chunks. Is that what's happening? I, I don't know how many chunks, but I believe that it's going to be eight episode chunks. Okay. Yeah. Chunks TBD. So, ch- chunks TM. Yeah. Don't so, worry, guys. I'll just use my dad's credit card to pay for it. That's oh, fine. Rip. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers already. Uh, so next week, we're just going to do probably a pretty lengthy Terrace House spoiler cast. It is probably going to be most, if not all, of the show. Yeah. For yeah. next week because there's just there's a lot to talk about yeah we're going to be covering all eight episodes if you are interested in following us on this wonderful humble wholesome japanese journey uh just go on netflix watch all eight episodes it's it, like they're around 30 to 40 minutes a piece terrace house really good. O- opening new doors because there's multiple seasons make sure you're watching that one and i think there's eight episodes available right now so you have over a week to watch them all and then come back and join us next thursday Yes, and it's it's going to be amazing because I've gotten to the end and I know it's amazing and I think talking about it is just going to be so much fun. Uh, that should do it for us. Where can we find you guys online on the internet? You know me, Colin Amano, on Twitter, aka Boo Boo underscore underscore five five at J A C C E P E D A, Mister Cepeda. If you're nasty, if you're nasty, <laughs> the branding is so strong, even when it's dead. I. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at Panoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. Thank you so very, very much for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast, and we'll see you in our terrace house next Thursday. Ricola! Ricola!